You're listening to the Talk is Cheap podcast. Led by yours truly, journalist and coach Julia Vogel, we talk to those who have become badasses at using their voice to speak to their audience fiercely and potently. On the show, we will dig deep to uncover each guest's personal experiences of perceived failure, self-sabotage and fear, and then how they use those lessons to cultivate confidence in their lives and careers. Together, we will become explorers, traversing the inner map of the human condition, cultural programming, and its contribution to keeping us small and afraid of being seen. Talk is Cheap will inspire and empower you to use your own voice and embrace your weirdness through the medium of storytelling. Let me and my guests lead the way in the journey toward discovering your gifts and how to embody self-trust and connection with others. So buckle up and remember, talk is cheap. Put your money where your mouth is. Hello, hello, everybody. As my very long-winded introduction uh, explains, uh, my name's Julia Vogel and uh, you're listening to the Talk is Cheap podcast. This podcast has been such a long time in the making. I have been working in TV and film and news and journalism in general for the last decade and I have moved into this new realm of coaching and being this conduit or guide or mentor, um, if you will, to people to help them move through their inner critic and become friends with their inner critic so that they can show up online. And this uh, podcast really is an extension of that. Over the course of my career, I have really loved interviewing people. And I noticed that when I started Talk Sheep Academy officially about a year ago, I lost that creative side of myself. Uh, And so I really wanted to create material for people, free material so that they could listen and learn from people who have in fact uh, moved through fear of judgment and harnessed their own voice and allowed themselves to, to move into the spotlight and be seen. So my story kind of begins from childhood, actually. I have always wanted to perform. I always knew that I was going to be doing something uh, either on camera or public speaking or something along the lines of this. I actually wanted to be an actress. That's where it all began. And then I thought, well, what was the next nat- natural step? So I went and did a journalism degree and I got that degree and then I moved into newspaper papers and I you know got a job there and and that was really cool and then I got a job uh, in news and it was here that I found that I really had a love for producing uh, and also interviewing people because I did a lot of this work for the reporters so as an associate producer I would do a lot of this sort of um, research and then I would go and conduct interviews that that would then get packaged into uh, the story and that's what you actually see on on the news when you see these reporters coming to you doing a piece to camera and then of course it might cut away to someone speaking about the particular topic. Uh, I would often uh, actually do those interviews and I experienced at the age of 23 at this time that something wasn't feeling quite right and I really wasn't that in touch with my intuition at that time. I was sort of just trying to get by, you know, and what I found was that I started to really dislike what I was doing and this kind of came to me in this way of like 
you've you're in a place that you've always wanted to be and you're only in your early 20s like what's the problem and I really had to take a hard look and and I was afraid of quitting this job because I felt like I was a failure you know that I couldn't hack it in news the hours were long and it was incredibly um difficult but I decided, look, I'm going to follow this feeling that I've got. And ever since then, I've done that. Uh, And for better, for worse, or worse, I should say, it has taken me to some really interesting places. Um, My mum likes to remind me that my life is certainly uh, a, a continuous wave, you know, the ups and the downs. And this is because I continuously um, stay true to stepping outside of my comfort zone. Uh, and, you know, this led me then to create my own show called The Talk is, uh, Talk is Cheap TV. And I started doing these interviews again. Um, I was working as a model and doing some acting gigs and, and kind of getting by presenting and doing all these things, being a freelancer, being talent, that's what they, they would call it. And you know, constantly dealing with rejection, just, you know, every, and anyone that, that is an actor or a model or, or, or who is going to auditions, they will tell you what it's like living this, this audition circuit. And there are so many no's in this process. And despite gaining a thick skin, because, you know, there's more no's than yeses, uh, I, I noticed that I was kind of just sick and tired of someone else dictating what I did and didn't do. Um, and so that that is how the Talk is Cheap TV show came to be. And when I created this show, I interviewed uh, an Australian hip-hop artist called 360. And I launched this show on YouTube before I even knew what the algorithm was or how to monetize on a, on a YouTube channel. And I just went out there and I, I did it. And I noticed that, you know, within less than 24 hours, this video had like 80,000 views. And at the time I thought this was a lot. I mean, even still today for me, this is a lot, but I didn't really know what I did to, to kind of make this happen. And then as I created other episodes, the, a lot of people were interested in it. And this was before the time that every single person had a podcast and a TV show, you know, it was back in 2015, late 2015. Uh, and, you know, this is when I really realized that I could take all of this into my own hands. Then during this period of time, I, I moved across to the UK and I became incredibly depressed. Um, I've suffered from depression multiple times in my life. And it's really scary when you don't know initially what's happening to you. Um, I mean, it's scary no matter when uh, you're going through it. But when I first went through this, I really just didn't understand. I was confused that there was there was something wrong with me. And so this journey has uh, sort of reared its head at multiple points in my life. And it certainly affected the way I feel about myself, the way I feel about what I'm here to do. Um, and certainly my self-esteem. And what I was noticing is that I was on a journey and I just couldn't quite figure out what the point of it all was. You know, I would wake up um, very often living in the UK just crying um, because I just wasn't sure where this was all leading. And I certainly didn't have the gumption to step into a role where I would be guiding others through this journey. There is just no way. I remember first thinking about um, 
being a, a TV presenting coach, uh, which was, you know, the more rigid and um, stiff kind of presenting back in about 2016. And it just didn't feel like me, you know, and this idea lingered for so many years and it kind of just sort of was in the back of my mind and I always thought to myself Julia you know there's this thing there there's this thing that you want to do but you're too scared to do it and it's probably the thing you have to do but um, you know everything in due course um, if I knew what I know today I would have started all of this a really long time ago but you know it is a real honor to finally bring um, this story, uh, well, my story, to to you all that that are listening, and so I, I do really appreciate your time um, and attention because I know that we have so little time, and people people's attention spans are so short now. So it is really pivotal that we are capturing people's attentions as quickly as possible and leading them through some value and empowering and inspiring them, and that's really what this podcast is here to do. And so, um, you know, going back to my story while I was in the UK, I noticed that I was having kind of like a dark night of the soul that felt like it went for like six years, to be honest. (laughs) Um, I moved through a lot of identity shifts, a lot of sexuality uh, investigation and in in the meantime, I was also, you know, kicking some goals uh, in my career, but never to a point where I felt like, yeah, cool, I've really made it, whatever that word means, right? Um, I got a gig with uh, Cut, which is a international YouTube channel based in the US with about 11 million subscribers. So this was a really big deal for me uh, to create a UK arm for them. And so I started producing video content for them out of the UK. And then I went on to do the same thing in Australia. And so you can find a lot of my videos that I've directed, produced, and sometimes even been in. Um, And I've accumulated millions of views on these videos. And what I found in that producing and directing role is that I had a real knack of helping real people. These aren't actors. These are real people. They are cast um, off the street virtually. And uh, they are paired up into these videos, which are um, social experiments. And I just found that I had a real knack in getting them to unlock this realness and this honesty on camera, despite being really, really nervous. And so uh, COVID hit and I moved back to Australia and I sat there and realized "Hmm, I've got I've got a lot of time to think. And I knew that I had a lot of work to do, inner work to do. Uh, I had been pushing this dream for such a long time and it wasn't flowing. And I knew that I wasn't in alignment. And so I really had to take a look in the mirror and just stop. And this is where I really started on the, um, the journey of personal development. And this kind of has continued ever since. And my work really exudes this work. Um, that I've done, you know, with, you know, with myself and it's allowed me to guide others because I just know exactly what they're going through. Um, we, we all have experiences in our lives that play a role in how we act and how we show up today. And as, you know, painful as it 
can be, what I found personally is that facing those things and really looking at them has been the key to freeing myself um, and, and getting to where I am today, getting the, uh, the, the, the guts to actually even create the Talk Is Cheap Academy. Um, and so I didn't want the Talk Is Cheap show to die, you know. Uh, I knew that the, it had legs. I knew that there was something there. But I thought, well, why don't I change this slightly, change the angle and serve people, help people show up, be seen, step into the spotlight and move through uh, some of those psychological feelings that we can have that stop us from doing things, the fear of judgment, the unworthiness, and some of those other things that that keep us small and keep us safe, um, as, as I said in, in the introduction. And this is sort of when I had to take a, a leap of faith. I met someone very crucial. I, I didn't realize that I was meeting someone very crucial at that time. I I met my soon-to-be coach and this is, you know, a year and a half or so into lockdowns after I had spent so much time just talking and talking and talking with anyone that would listen about this idea that I had and uh, but I wasn't really putting anything into into practice or motion and so I, I had a friend contact me and say, oh, do you want a, you know, a gig just, you know, a, a ha- cash in hand job, um, moving some boxes for a friend of mine. He's moving house. And I said, well, yeah, like, sure. It was like, you know, 250 bucks or something like that. And so I rock up and I remember that day, it was very odd. I took a photo of myself with the boxes. I just felt like it was an important day. And literally I have no idea why. I mean, I was literally going through this person's, um, you know, kitchen and cupboards and all of his kids' wardrobes and packing everything into boxes and I remember thinking this is what I'm doing like like this is how I'm making money like surely surely um there's there's something more for me and you know he asked me if I wanted to have some lunch and he bought me some sushi and I remember sitting there in the kitchen with him and he said oh so what do you do and I sort of said well you know I'm actually a journalist and a presenter and I've got this idea of of teaching others to show up online but like who the hell am I? Like, I don't feel like I have any credibility. And he asked me about my past work and, you know, some of the work that I'd done in my celebrity interviews, interviewing, um, you know, some of the fame, most famous people in the world when I was in the UK, uh, when I got a job at the project on Channel 10, which is an Australian TV program. And he sort of said, well, why aren't you telling anyone about this? And I said, oh, because, you know, like, I, re- I don't want to come across up myself. And he said, but but this is your authority. And this is when I started to realize that I was just not allowing myself to access my potential. You know, I was afraid of coming across uh, like I was, I had tickets on myself, you know. And, you know, I said to him, oh, yeah, I've interviewed Harrison Ford and Cher and Idris Elba, Ryan Gosling, Kate Winslet. And the list sort of goes on. Um, Hugh Grant and Matthew McConaughey, Samuel L. Jackson. And, he, he just was kind of a bit dumbfounded that I hadn't just figured this out for myself. And he said, look, funnily enough, I'm a business coach and I've got a program um, where I help people create their own online program to help people um, in their zone of genius. And I, at the time, I mean, I did not have the money to do this, but I made it work. I got a job at a dingy late night bar and I worked there week after week after week just to pay for this program that went for about three or four months. 
And that is when I moved to Bali and I launched this whole thing. I launched Talk is Cheap Academy officially and my journey has sort of snowballed since then. And I speak about this snowball effect to people because it's that compounding, momentum building energy that we're looking for. Once you are in that, anything is possible. When you build this self-assurance that you can do it, You know, you can spend all the time in the world deliberating and planning, but getting things in motion to start, even before you've had it all figured out, has been the key to me making this all work. And so I'm here today back in Bali. I've just moved here uh, again. I moved twice uh, in less than a year and I have been moving through some real difficulties. I have... um, you know, just, just the, the natural uh, essence of moving to a new country, being in a place without a support network um, and all that comes with it, which I'll share more with you uh, as we get to know each other a little bit better. Um, but, you know, at this time, at a time where sometimes it's been really difficult to get out of bed, I thought, you know, why am I putting off releasing this podcast? Because I know that the, the guests that you will meet throughout the Talk is Cheap podcast will inherently inspire you because they have all moved through their inner critic to become speakers and to step into that spotlight and to share their gift with the world. And to me, this is so powerful. Um, And so I look forward to journeying with you as explorers uh, to learn more about why we find it difficult to step out of our own way and some of the behaviors that we can um, get stuck in that stops us from actually moving forward that one percent and so yeah it is a a real honor to to be with you and to have you follow me uh, as a guide through this journey and of course um, be led Uh, by the guests that will uh, soon to be on the podcast. So in uh, for the time being, thanks for being here. I cannot wait to launch um, the very first guest, which will be next week. Um, And until then, I will see you soon.